What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Love and Rice podcast. We're your hosts, Aunt Ma, Christina Ma, and we've been uh, uploading on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, iHeartRadio, Castbox, anywhere you guys listen to podcast platforms. We upload every week on Wednesday at six a.m. Pacific. Whoa. Perfect for the time when you guys wake up in the morning for work and you're gonna drive in traffic. Our podcast is already uploaded for you guys. Uh, we also upload 15-minute, 20-minute episodes on YouTube uh, from Wednesday to Mondays. So I hope you guys enjoy those shorter clips. Um, let us know what you think about them in the comments below. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of self-reflect um, and how we are right now in our 30s. Are we happy with how everything turned out? Because, you know, in our teens... I would say even 14s to 18s, we thought a lot about how our life would be when we're older, right? right? We thought about how many kids we're going to have, what kind of house we're going to have, when we're going to get married, how much money would you have at a certain age, all these things, right? We had this perfect life painted when we we're young. And I want to talk about if we got there or not, okay. and if you're happy with where mm -hmm. we are. So I would say some things that I had envisioned uh, when I was in my 20s or maybe even younger. Yeah. But um, one thing that I knew I would envision is that uh, I would be married. Yeah. I thought at what age? I thought I was going to get married at 25 and wow. have kids. Yeah. That's what everybody thinks, right? Yeah. Like when you're like 15 years old, you everyone thinks in like your mid 20s. Yeah. Because you think 25 because... That's when my parents were already married and they had kids. Yeah. So you think that 25 is like that perfect age where you're old enough to have all of that, which I mean, you can be. But I think in our time, I felt like 25 was like just the beginning of like finding ourselves and exploring and traveling and just like really getting out there. I don't even think I met you yet <clears throat> at 25. No. But I think looking back, 25 is like the prime age that was my prime athleticism the prime start of when i started understanding life really, right and started maturing understanding businesses and what i need to do with money like that's when everything just started evolving at 25 that's why i say that's my prime i feel like that's like when your life is just beginning that's right? when you become an adult yeah yeah but i guess you weren't too far off because right. when you are you, you, when you're in high school and you're like, I'm going to get married at 25, I think it's because you think you're going to be an adult at 25. That's but we true. actually, that's like the first step. When you first start realizing I need to do adult things. Yeah. And I think before too, like, especially with my parents, I felt like uh, their priorities were a little bit different. Like it wasn't as fast paced as things are now. So their priority was um, getting married first, having kids, having a house, and then kind of going from there, like it wasn't so much of like, oh, I need a profession. I need to like work on my career. Um, well, it's different. The mindset and the competitiveness is different from our immigrant parents. Exactly. Right. So when our parents immigrated to the U.S., they're like, how are we going to make a living? Let's open up a business and let's just make a living so we can make money for our family. Right. That's it. <clears throat> for us as, you know, second generation, we're like, okay. How do I get to the best school? How mm -hmm. do I get the best position at this company? How do I get the best of, you know, because we've already, our parents already solidified our foundation with survival. Right. So it's no longer survival. Now it's compete. How can compete we do better than right. what we have? Exactly. So that's why the mentality is different. Yeah. So uh, at 25 what did you say you thought? I thought I would be married with kids already. Yeah. How many kids? I always picture two. Oh, really? I always knew I wanted two kids. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So anytime you would ask me like, oh, do you want to try again or are you pregnant? Or, you know, I'm like, no, like, no, you I stopped at two. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. No. You never even told me that. Yeah. I, I just always knew that I wanted to. And I, I think we've always talked about it. Like if we would, what would happen because we always wanted a boy and a girl, right? Which we are so lucky that we got it. Um, but we always would talk about what if the sec second child is a girl? Are we going to try for that third? Are we going to try for a boy? And I was just always like, no, I don't want to go more than two. I definitely thought we would keep trying as much as possible oh God, until no. the boy came. 
Oh, no. Yeah. I think it's different for me, though, because I'm the one who has to, like, give up my body. And, you know, as with getting older, too, like, it just became more of a risk of trying to have, like, a third kid. But I already just stopped it there. Like, it didn't really yeah. get past that. I think I always thought about having three to five. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was me as my younger self. No. How old were you when you started thinking about that stuff? I think high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that makes sense, actually, because you seem like uh, when we first started dating, you kind of fell in it really quickly and rather hard. What? <laughs> like, what? Like you you were so committed when we first started going out. And I think you seemed so mature and so ready to settle down and to want to get married where like we only dated for two years, right? Was it two years before you proposed to me? I think I just had my life figured out. Okay. Or at least what I thought I had my life figured out, right? I'm like, shit, I'm finally making some good money. I got a couple businesses. Now I can buy a home. Like, I'm like, okay, next step, married, kids. Like, I'm ready. You know, like my personal goals, I'm getting there. Right. So I think that's why I was like a lot faster and more mature. Yeah, because I think uh, we just talked about this recently, too, where, um, you know, I, I said, what made you decide to like propose so soon? And what made you decide that you wanted to get married? Because if you never proposed to me, I don't think I would have ever like pressured you into getting married that quickly or like proposing or anything like that. So I, I just like try to think back about it. I'm like, oh, I wonder when we would have actually gotten married if I if that never happened so quickly. It's funny you say that because I feel like you pressured me to be your boyfriend. No, I yeah. never pressured you. No. Yeah, you did. How did I pressure you? Because you would stay at my house oh. and sleep over at my house. Yeah. And I was at the point where I was like, wait, hold up. I'm not looking for a girlfriend right now. I don't need you to sleep over every day. Mm. Like I've done that in the past. I don't need that right now. And then you got offended like... <sighs> So where am I going to sleep then? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Not here. I think you I know? just like the companionship. Yeah, it but wasn't I like, didn't want that at the time. Yeah, I was just I, like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to get into a relationship either. I just liked having the company. Okay. But to me, that is pressure. <laughs> oh, having a girlfriend. <laughs> Why else would you be there? You know what I mean? Just like, to hang out. Why are you <laughs> so there different. The I didn't even know that. That's so funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to do things. <clears throat> yeah. Like I'm still trying at 25 or well, now you're at 28 and like or 27, something like that. And you're still trying to focus on yourself and your right. growth. Like I didn't want a distraction at the moment. I'm like, I'm finally free from all of my long term relationships. I just want to focus. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was just trying to have fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So I never do that about you. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought about when I was young was I had a goal for myself. And um, I think it was like I wanted my home and I wanted my family before 30. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. Got it. Um, so you had a timeline that you were trying to follow. I had a timeline. Yeah. Because I know when I wanted to retire, um, how much money I wanted to have and things like that, you know. So... I think, um, man, even the jobs that I have now, I never thought I would have had. Mm, okay. Let me think back what I wanted to do in high school. In high school, uh, okay, one thing was I wanted to be a cop. I feel like I almost considered that before, too. Yeah, and then I was like, after meeting cops and getting in trouble with the law and yeah. seeing how, like, big of you know asses cops are i was like i don't want to be a cop anymore yeah but i feel like that also ties into like how what they have to go through like in their yeah, day -day sure. lives and i wanted to and then there's a point when i wanted to be a cop and i was like i wanted to be a cop to talk shit to cops mm. and be like fuck you you racist I feel like that's, that's hard to do, to do though yeah, yeah that's what i wanted to do to prove them all wrong and then eventually i was like Man, fuck all cops. You would be that outsider. Exactly. The one out of like, I don't know, and I was 30. Like, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. I was like, forget it. Even the Asian cops are, are assholes and racist. You know? Yeah, that's true. I'm like, forget about it. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay. When I got to like, you know, 18, 19 and I, I signed up for a police academy and stuff, I was like, 
you know, you I actually forget signed it. up for it. I signed up for oh, it. Oh wow! Yeah. My mom went with me to the first class oh. and everything, and she was okay with it too. Like she actually wanted you to do it. She has so many cop friends. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 why when I meet her cop friends, I'm like, mm. you're not a cool person. <laughs> uh oh. You know, but um. So what else did I want to be in high school? I mean, I think when I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher. Like the more that we're thinking thinking back about like where we wanted to be in our careers, I think I always wanted to be in a field where I was helping people. But if it wasn't that, I always wanted to like be some kind of performer. Like we've talked about it before. I've always wanted to get into singing or like some kind of performing arts. Yeah. So that was always like a passion for me. But um, growing up in an immigrant Asian household, um, I was always told like that it wasn't like a lucrative job. It wasn't practical. But it's not about the money. Yeah. But back then, like that wasn't I guess we didn't have the freedom to think that way because my parents came from nothing. So to them, they had that survival mindset where it was like, well, we just have to do what we have to do. You have to make the best choices and you need to make more money so that you can provide for your family and be a good wife. At that age, when they're talking to you about things like that, did you have a job? Uh, I don't remember. I feel like this is. Okay. What was your first job? I worked at McDonald's. Okay, and that's not a lot of money. What was your second was job? Was it a lot of money? Um, I don't remember. I feel like I was I was working at a radiology office. Was that a lot of money? It was pretty decent. Like, what do you make a year? Uh, well, at that time, I was uh, I was eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, I think so around there. I was really young still, and I was still in school, and I was making maybe. I want to say like 15 to 18 an hour, which was a lot. What is that in a year? That was a lot at a time. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, how, I don't know how to process this. I'm trying to calculate like uh, how much you make in a year so I can figure out if it was worth it for you to have that for a year or not. Oh, um, I mean, from personal experience, I would say that it wasn't worth it because at that time when you're that young, like minimum wage around that time was maybe uh, like Anywhere from eight to 10 an hour. So if I was making $5 to $8 more than minimum wage, that was a lot to me. Yeah. I think what I'm just trying to say is like, if you, let's say you're making like 30 grand a year. Okay. Is that enough money for like your parents are like, wow, you're making so much money. Good job. This is what I want you to do for the rest of your life. You know, or like now knowing 20 years later, you're like, what's 30 grand a year. I could have been chasing my dreams. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it was worth it for me because at that time, like I mentioned, I was still going to school. So that's one thing that I kind of regret doing was uh, because the money was so good to me. I think it it maybe comes out to like thirty six thousand minimum a year. Yeah. And um, I was just I was so into my work because I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I'm making so much money. I'm being independent. I'm taking care of myself. I don't have to worry about anything. But at the same time, I was taking on double shifts. My shifts were graveyard shifts also. Oh wow! So I was doing that and trying to go to school. Like I would work. Sometimes I would take an extra shift if someone was calling out sick. So I would be working from 5 p.m. to like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning. Like I would take on a 12 hour shift and then I would have class at like eight in the morning. And um, I was really like sacrificing uh, school to focus on making money because I was like trying to hustle then. Yeah. But I was burning out already, you know, and um, I put school on the back burner and eventually like I dropped out of school for a little while and I didn't realize how hard um, it would be to try to get back into the school system. Like once you drop out and you try to go back in, like it's really hard because it's so competitive. So if I can go back to that time, like I probably wouldn't have um, put in so much effort and like dedicated myself to that kind of job. Like I learned, a, I learned a lot from it, but it was kind of like a meaningless job at the same time. I was just looking at the paycheck. I think. And so what were you doing with like, you're making good money at that age. What were you doing with your money? Uh, I was saving it for, for a car. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I had, um, I had, cars from my parents like really old cars i had a a camry a toyota camry at one point and it was a toyota cressida 
And um, I wanted to be able to get my own car. Those cars were like passed down from uncle to uncle to aunt to me. And I it was just like not what I wanted. So um, I was just working like mainly towards that and like for school and stuff. So I, I think one lesson here is that a lot of kids, when they make money, they think about now I can save money to buy a car. Yeah. Or I can save money to buy something for myself. Right. Right. Whether it's a computer or whatever. But what no one ever tells us tells us is save your money for something better. Right? What is better? Like I, I was making money too. Like I had three jobs. And I was making money just to go out. Just mm. to go to Vegas and party. Just to go to a club. Just to go on a date. You know, oh, things like I that. See. Okay. Right? So I was spending money to live. Right, for experiences. Right. But instead, I wish I saved my money to buy the house, to buy things to start my foundation. Right. You know, things like that. I feel like a lot of people don't think about that when you're that age, unless you have like a, a partner that you've been with for a really long time. And like you said, and you're ready to move on to the next level. But I wonder why our parents never taught us that. I, I just feel like the priorities were different. And then because everyone's goals are different and like the lifestyle is different. So, um, you know, you know what I think it is? I think because when they're living in Asia and they're like, I want to go to America and live the American dream. Right. And I want freedom. And so when I will have kids, I want my kids to have freedom. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it was. Like their goal was met. That's true. That was it. Like we're going to school, we graduated high school. Now we're making money. They can do whatever they want. That's freedom. But instead they could be like, look, this is what you need to do. You need to buy a house. You need to get this kind of job, you know, follow this path, you know, things like that. But they didn't teach any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe they're just trying to give us space to figure things out on our own. And then if we, once we figure it out, then they just kind of support us towards whatever goals we wanted. I think that's what's wrong. That's such a long amount of years to figure it out because those X amount of years is just fun. Exactly. Yeah. And if, you know, that's wasted years that I wish I never did, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like a lot of the people that we talk to who are successful, it's because um, their parents kind of almost built that foundation for them. Right. Whether it's financially or they just like set them up early in a sense where they prepare them mentally, like as to right. what to look for. Yeah. And I wish I wish I had that growing up. But, um, you know, my parents didn't start realizing things and understanding things until they got much older. And I was already older and old enough to figure things out on my own so yeah. we're kind of like almost learning the same things at the same time even yeah. though there's like that huge age gap so i guess uh with everything that we spoke about and the things that you wanted to be when you're a kid to what you have now are you happy would you do things over again hmm that that is a really good question because i feel like i feel like we did everything that we needed to like we traveled a lot we had um a lot of fun you know while we we're younger um in terms of career i think that's the one thing uh for me that i feel like i still um i'm trying to figure out because like we just went through a huge transition but me especially because uh i i i went to school and got a degree in business right and it was like emphasize towards human resources, which I went to school for. And I was doing pretty well. Like I would say I was a pretty successful um, HR manager. And um, I think once I stopped that, and then I kind of put my life on pause or my career to take care of the kids. Now, after like three years, I'm kind of coming back into it and kind of questioning things, right? Like this is what I went to school for, spent all this time um, and money and I have my degree, but now, I'm like, is that what I want to do now? Do I want to go back into that field or do I want to do something different? So for me, I feel like I'm there in a lot of other parts of my life. But when it comes to my career, like I'm just figuring it out all over again. I was going to ask, would you do over your career and your major and things like that? But it sounds like you still don't know what you want to do right now. 
Yeah. So it's like you can't even do it over. Yeah. So I think like even if I, you know, maybe I would have still stayed in HR, but maybe more towards like recruiting because that was like my goal when I first got into it. Boring. What do you mean? I wanted to help people find jobs, you know, and I wanted to place, you know, it, it's hard to find a job that fits you. So I wanted to be able to help people to figure out like that, to bridge that gap. That's where I like to do things differently. Like if you're like, okay, I want to help people find uh, a job. My mentality goes straight into, okay, how do I start a nonprofit to see how I can help people get jobs? And then what is the, mm. how am I going to get income from the nonprofit to have this work out, you know, to, you know, to, to pay people to help me and things like that. Like that's where my, my mind goes instantly. Yeah. And I think it really depends on your upbringing because with my family, uh, they were so, it was so ingrained in our brains that, you know, just get a job, get something secure, work for the government, work for somebody. Wait, but that's the same as me. My mom and dad would say the same thing. But my dad was a business owner his whole life. But they would ingrain that in me. Your parents were also business owners your whole life. And they ingrained that in you. But our mentalities are still completely different. That's true. Yeah, I, I just feel like going to school, I already had that mindset. Like I already had this like, you know, okay, um, the American dream. I'm going to go to college, get my degree, work in an office, work a nine to five job. And then like that was my life. And I was okay with that. But once I actually experienced it, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. But you know what it is too? Like if we never got into YouTube and social media and did all of that stuff, I would have probably still had a, a normal corporate job and I would have been okay. So really? I, yeah, so I think it's because I was exposed to like this side of life and being an entrepreneur and like kind of working for myself that I started to be okay getting into this life. Like I, I never even imagined myself doing this. Me neither. Yeah, like either, either it's so funny because you're saying that like our perspectives are so different, but it was either that that I would be in a conservative workplace in an office, or I just wanted to be like a singer. You know, it was just wow. so completely different. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like being... Okay, so right now, uh, would you want to go back and redo that all and just be a singer? I wish I wish I could have done something more creative and done something for myself that I was more um, passionate about because growing up, I was just so into music all the time. Um, I was, you know, I had like a Walkman and a CD player and I was so into listening to all these different things and all these different genres. I was like... I was just so into that. And I was, you know, um, like when we would have talent shows at school or there would be shows, like I would be the first one to sign up. Like I would sing Whoa. in front of people and try out. And I was like doing um, dances, like I was doing like cheer and I was and doing all these things that were like just more, more fit for my personality. And now you're the last person to sign up for something like that. Yeah, because I, I'm just so like, I guess so shy. You know, like before, I, I just wish that that confidence that I had before um, was there and that strong, like when I was younger. But I feel like as you get older, you kind of get more um, in touch with reality. And then you start taking all of these things into consideration. And then you're starting to think about, well, what's more realistic? What should I do? And then you kind of like detach yourself from that kind of I life. I think that's just you. Maybe, I don't know. But if I, you know, I've had my parents tell me my whole life, like, that's not what you should be doing. Even though they were the ones who would, uh, who had karaoke and I used to karaoke with them all the time. And uh, even when I first uh, applied to school, to college, my, my degree was, I was an arts major because I wanted to get into like singing or dancing. Yeah. And then I changed it because my parents were like, oh, like, what are you doing? And that's when I just changed it to HR. So I think what I've learned from this episode is uh, don't listen to your parents. Uh, follow your own aspirations because uh, it's your life where you need your own meaning and to fulfill your life. So if you have, you know, if you are your younger self right now, if you're in your 20s um, and you've had these aspirations of trying to do something, do that. Okay. Do that and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say don't listen to your parents. Take in what they say nah. lightly. Don't listen to them. 
but really think about your own life too and what's going to make you happy because in the end like it's your life you're the one that's living it so you might as well be enjoying what you're doing yeah i'm just kidding i just mean uh listen to your parents (laughs) listen to your friends listen to this old guy listen to this old lady listen to everybody and pick bits and pieces from everyone right and put it together and now go live your life so now i want to talk about uh what did you think you would have by now that you don't have hmm so for example i can go first um when i was you know in my teens and then i got to my early 20s i was like okay by 30 i'm gonna be a millionaire by 40, mm. I'll have 10 million and then so on and so on. Yeah. You know, and also by 30, I'm going to be married with kids, all that stuff. Um, so right now in my 30s, I have the family, I have the kids, I have the house. Um, okay. I, I, I think we have the million dollars, right? But it's not like where I want to be. We don't have the millions that I thought I was going to have right. when I was 30. Because I always thought about how hard I worked, right? I think right now what I don't have is we have our, like we have, you know, YouTube is a business on its own, right? And then we have real estate. That's another business on its own, uh, things like that. Uh, we have our investments, which are other businesses as well. Right. And so all that is kind of like, that's great, right? That is actually what I thought about was like the investments. I, I didn't think I was going to get that until like my 50s. Oh, wow. But we have it in our 30s. Yeah. Uh, But what I don't have right now is I thought that I would have multiple restaurants across the United States and the world. Mm. That I don't have. Yeah, that's so interesting because you always go back into uh, wanting a restaurant when you actually did have one with your dad. And I remember it being like one of the most stressful things for you. And especially when you're working in the service industry for for years. Like you would talk about how exhausting it is for you. Um, well, when you're working for somebody as a chef, a sushi chef, a server or a cook, you're going to be so tired and burnt out because they use you and abuse you. Right. You got to be there from open to close. You got to cook everything for like 2000 people, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. It's hard. So it's different. It's really hard. Right. I'm not trying to do that if I own my own restaurants. Um, owning one with my dad, I didn't like that either because it's not a restaurant I wanted. Okay. Right? It's a Chinese restaurant with Chinese workers, Chinese cooks. There's language barriers. They don't understand uh, house codes. You try to teach them stuff. They're like, why am I listening to this little kid? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. And so I hated that too. But when I'm talking about like a full passionate restaurant that I love to cook every single food, but pass it down to other chefs for them to cook it and I can keep opening up other restaurants and like make millions that way like that's what I thought I would have by now yeah even even when we try different food concepts you're always like oh I want to have one of these and this is like still a thing that you say till this day I say it all the time you say it all the time so I guess like with you being in real estate and tapping into all these other um, careers like would you ultimately say that food is your passion no. Okay. Because it, it kind of seems like it because I feel like everything that you do kind of always ties back into like uh, your passion for food. It's because it's what I know how to do and it's what I'm good at. But I don't think it's something I have to do. Okay. But there is something missing that I have to do. Do you know what that is? I think it. I do. So I'm missing something that is fulfilling my life purpose. Okay. And that is some kind of business that is meaningful. So it could be a restaurant. Could, could be not a be a restaurant. A nonprofit. It could be a nonprofit. We about that. Um, it could be inventing something. It could be starting an app. It could be a food product. You know, and we actually we just started doing that. Yes, right? we did. We have hot jung where we make uh, our own chili oil. And it has a little bit of these Szechuan peppers and you get this numbing flavor on your tongue and I love it. But it's not overbearing and that's what I like about it. Yes. So like, yeah, there's the purpose there, but there's there's still something missing, you know? 
Or maybe it's until Hot Jong makes it everywhere. Maybe. Because right now it's on Amazon. Right now it's in uh, like some really famous uh, websites where it's like the number one Asian grocery online retailer, you know, things like that. Like it's in places, right? But until like I have something at, that's reachable to everybody in terms of like, I wouldn't say Amazon reachable, you know, in terms of like Jeff Bezos changing the world. That thing that I want is to change the world. Mm. And it, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like starting a new um, licorice candy and yeah. that changes the world. I think that was like uh, when we were trying to start like a uh, baby soap. Yes. Right. Because we were dealing with the kids having eczema, having sensitive skin and all these chemicals and like the soaps that we we're using that we wanted to create something where we can help um, families and parents and kids, too. So I think that's kind of like tying into that. Right. The fulfilling purpose of that was she had skin problems. Right. And there wasn't anything organic on the market that would make it s safe for her. Yeah. So I was like, why don't we create something so all the kids who are going through this eczema problems that we can help them. Yeah, because right? I remember when we uh, were going through that too and we would kind of uh, show it in our videos, talk about it on social media, like everyone would ask us like what to do because we yeah. pretty much figured out a system of how to like deal with the skin I think issues. We were like six months in of creating this formula and, and packaging and bottles and all that stuff and then COVID hit. Right. And then the person that was helping us make the soap was things were happening in her personal life and just everything was just kind of falling apart. Right. And so that was hard. So it's like, man, I just, I, I don't know what this fulfilling purpose is, but I still want to make a difference in the world today. Yeah. That's what I'm missing. And I thought I would have that by now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we just have so many things on our plate right now that um, I feel like I don't know if that's something that's just going to happen or if it's something that we're going to look for. Yeah. Maybe that might be when it happens like in our 50s, right? Where it's like, oh, this is what it is and this is what clicks. Like, yeah, it's still a while from now, but you never know. It could be. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what is something for you that's missing right now mm. that you thought you would have had? That I thought I, that I would have? Yeah. Mine is... The millions of dollars. I mean, yeah, right? of course. I wish we well, had that too. I, I. But did you think you were gonna have that by this age? I think so. Like, I, I thought that we would that I would be like very financially stable. Not, no, I'm not talking about we as us together. Like you as Christina, the teenager, or Christina, the twenty year old. You know, you had these life goals for yourself. Yeah. You know, what did you think you would have in your thirties? Well, I definitely thought I would have more money than I have now. Yeah. Um, I felt like whatever career I chose, I was going to be like booming in it. I was going to be so successful and I was just going to be like at the top of my game, you know, and like yeah. hustling hard. And um, yeah, it just always ties back into the career because I didn't expect to stop my job and just be at home for a while like yeah. that just really kind of like put a pause on my career so i'm just like whoa i mean do you know how many moms did the same as you and they've you know a lot of people just stay as a mom yeah or some have created businesses as a mom like they've done something right you know so like the path changes but the goals or sense of fulfillment are still there and they try to fulfill those. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we've tried to tap into different projects while I was at home, but it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of hard. Like I know a lot of moms out there, they like find themselves when they're at home and they leave the careers and they find something that they're passionate about. But um, for me, I think I was just, focused on the kids and kind of just like maintaining everything else yeah. around me. When, when you mentioned that you, you thought you would have more money now. Yeah. We do have more money than ever. It's just, we're They're spending just more. <laughs> They're tied up in homes and businesses. In and our like investments. That. So right. if we sold everything, yeah, we'd be perfectly fine. Right. right. We'll have what we wanted 
when we were a teen. So um, it, it, now thinking about something else uh, that I thought we would have right now is a retirement fund. Okay. So I thought that, look, if I wasn't starting a business, I would be working for somebody and I would be like right-hand man, president, top of the company. Right. And I would have retirement funds and things like that. But here I am, 30-something years old, and I don't have a retirement fund because I have been a self-employee and a business owner for the last, geez, I don't know, like 15 years. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should look into one then. I have one because I was working, I was employed by other companies for like most of my life. Right. So I thought I would have like a 401k from a company by now. Right. Or or something like that. Yeah. Or retirement savings. Right. Well, I mean, I had mine and then I just built it up. And then after that, I had it transferred over to another fund, which is still like part of retirement. Right. But you don't have, you're not putting into retirement funds right now. And right. I'm not either. I, and my plans have changed. So I just thought that I would have a set, a lot of money saved up for retirement already. Mm. Okay. I had, I don't have that. What I have is a different plan, which is going to work, but it takes longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it takes longer. I think it takes the same amount of time. Right. So like all of the investments that we're doing in terms of like, you know, we have all these uh, June B stuff. We have hot junk stuff. We have other things that you guys don't know about. And that's our retirement. Because once those things make a ton of money, they sell or whatever. And that's the goal. That's that's where we'll be okay. That is our retirement. So that yeah, that's right? our that's our like retirement. buying <laughs> buying uh some real estate homes, you know, for rentals and whatever. Yeah, like that's also that's also my retirement fund. Yeah. So I have a different way of making that money. Other people are like, no, I want to do that because I want passive income. And I'm like, no, I want that because when I'm like 60 i can sell this home sell that home sell this business sell that business and now i can just chill mm. so you do have a retirement fund it's just all over yeah the but it's different <laughs> i it's know not, it's not, I, like it's not secure, as conservative exactly yeah like it's work right um, i have to work for this well i mean i feel like maybe that might be an important thing to consider then so it's like instead of putting um funds every so often into um like other investments or stocks or whatever it is, right? Then maybe you should figure out a retirement fund and slowly put in. Like it doesn't have to be a lot. Like every every month. I actually just it. started something like two days ago and I didn't tell you. Oh. And I was supposed to, and now it's also too late to put in more right now. Okay. But basic uh I don't, I don't even want to give it away because okay. not a lot of people know about this. And but I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's something similar to stocks where you put in a lot of money somewhere and they pay you interest. Mm. And so, you know, people spend like 200 grand to buy a property to make like 500 bucks a month. Right. Right. And so there's things out there where you can spend like 50 to $75,000 and make like four grand a month doing nothing. You know, there's like high yield interest savings accounts or some sort of other accounts and those are like, that's where you don't have to stress. You know, if you saw your 18-year-old self right now, would 18-year-old Christina be with, be happy with 30-year-old Christina? Hmm. I would say yes. Really? I think so. Because I feel like, I feel like I've been through a lot in my life and I feel like, um, I've had a lot of rough patches, um, and have gone through a lot of learning experiences and, you know, my life could have gone a completely different way. And what do you mean? What's a different way? Like bad? It could have been because because like because back then, too, like I was so I was so sheltered, you know, that like with my family um, and I was just like at home all the time. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't explore I couldn't get out. So then when I finally got out, like I just wanted to get out and have fun and be with friends and hang out and not really take on responsibilities. And then, you know, at some point, like I wasn't hanging around the right people. 
And, um, you know, I wasn't in the best relationships either. So I feel like with all of the trials and tribulations that I've been through, like I've I've grown a lot. And I would say that I made the best of these like situations and have changed my life for the better. I think there's two parts to this. So like, you know how like on your shoulder you'll have the angel and the devil. Yeah. Right. For me, it's like I have the like one person that's like, okay, you did a really good job. Thank God you're doing very well for yourself compared to what could have been. Then there's the other person that's like, you didn't do enough. You didn't get to where you wanted to be. You know, <laughs> so that's like, always going to be you. Right? That's so you. That's what I'm saying. Like I have these two people and I'm like, there's that one that says you could be in jail or you could be dead by, by, by now. You know what I mean? So right now you're doing very well and be happy with that. And then there's the other one that's like, bro, Come on, man. I'm waiting for the day for you to pop off and have something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I do have that at the same time. But I think I've always I try to be more chill and to be more practical and to not. um, But that is practical. This person right here that's telling me that I could still do more. I feel like it's still practical because it's not like I'm asking for a lot. Everyone that I talk to has that. Right. A lot of people I know have this. Yeah, but I mean, I I feel like that's how we kind of balance each other because you're so you're like overly driven. And then I think uh, once you hit certain goals, you want to keep going for more and more and more. Like, I I feel like you're never satisfied. (laughs) Like you are for like a very short period and you're like, all right, what's the next goal? And then for me to be the way that I am, I feel like we kind of balance each other out because I'm like, okay, well, maybe we can do that. But let's try to figure out other ways to like make it attainable well because it always goes back to what is fulfilling in your life right so like picking up real estate it fulfills me a little bit because i get to help people who couldn't get a home get a home right and i love that part okay but that's not for me that's for helping others Mm -hmm. and for them ultimately i want something that's like it's gonna fulfill me one thousand percent I feel like that's what everyone wants. Right. And I think it's something that will have to change the world. You know what I mean? Like just changing lives. That's just a little bit. Yeah. You know, everyone can change other people's lives and make everyone's lives better. You know, but as human beings, we are all meant to do something greater. And there's a purpose for everybody. I agree. You know what I mean? So I'm just waiting for the moment I figure out what it is that I can do to change the world. Would you say that your 18-year-old self would be proud of your 30-year-old self right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I I think my 18-year-old self would be like, you are doing very well. I'm very happy for you. But I see how hard you had to get there. Yeah. And you might have been able to take easier routes. And that's what I want to tell my 18-year-old self and anyone else out there who's young. It's like, uh, you know, I want to be able to... That's what all of our podcasts are about. Love and Rice podcast, the Next Win podcast. They're always about teaching others from our own experiences. Right. Right. To so, try to avoid going through all of the headaches and hardships that we've gone through so this podcast is another part that's kind of fulfilling me as well yeah Yeah. we get to communicate with each other and go back to like our old selves and reminisce on like old memories and then also give other people advice too on things that we've learned along the way yeah i think if our podcast can help one person uh that's all it takes to you know um We've done our job. Yeah. That's all it takes. And I think if we can connect to people and get them to to feel like they're not alone in a sense. So it's like there might be people that are 18 now or in their 20s and they feel so lost and they don't know what to do. But, you know, I would say it doesn't matter where you are in your life. Like if you feel like something is not fulfilling anymore and you want to stop it and try something different, like just do it. Because you still have your whole life ahead of you. And there's still, you might always have that mentality of, a, of it's too late to start. See, that is the advice that I wish our moms and dad told us. Yeah. 
it's never too they, late. They never say that stuff. So uh, take Christina's advice um, and just you can do what you guys want, you know, and uh, you're still very young. Yeah. Um, my advice is um, just do what is going to make you happy. That's it. That's all I got. So <laughs> wow. um, now I want to kind of get into some lessons that we've learned in our teens and 20s that uh, we could tell other people to avoid now that we've learned in our 30s. Okay, so you're to reward that um, what we've learned now today and what we can what we wish we could have told our. Yeah, well, we could tell our, uh, our younger self. So pretty much. Um, I want to know, you know, I want to tell people how important a lot of things are and are not. Yeah, because I feel like when we were in our teens and in our 20s, like there was so much stress and emphasis put on like getting a, a college degree, for example. And do you think that's important? I think it's important to a certain extent. And I think that I've actually learned that from um, my interactions with other people because I feel like that was school was something that I always knew I was going to do. And, you know, it was it was a struggle for me for sure. And I stressed about it. But, you know, I got through it. Right. I got my degree. But at the same time, I've learned that there are a lot of other people where they, they're just kind of not made for school. Like they're just some people who like I think even from being with you that um you know you're saying that you weren't like book smart it was really hard for you to learn like in a school setting and I actually do understand that now because I feel like school is a good foundation to have and having that degree like it's a huge accomplishment I feel like but at the same time like it's not something that you should primarily set your goal on and like that's all you have if anything maybe it can be a backup I would say between the age of 28 and 32, I had the mindset of nobody needs college. You don't have to go to college. You can start a business. You can start an empire. You don't need it. If you can't do college, don't worry. You don't need it. That was what I was thinking between 20 and 32. Okay. Now that I'm heading into my 40s very soon, I'm like, yes, you don't need to go to college. But if you did, you'd be so much smarter. Yeah, that, I guess that's why I was saying that I felt like maybe it can be a good backup, if anything. So it's like if you don't know what you want to do in your life yet and you're still trying to figure things out, like, yeah, go to school, try to get a degree and, you know, just have something just in case, like something to fall back on in case you are. It takes longer to figure out what you want to do. I don't even think that I'm like, I'm thinking, look, start your business and if you know what that business is or that empire you want to start, now go back to college and study that. Mm, so sure. now when you're done in four years, how much smarter are you going to be with your empire? You know, so like I have so many businesses, right? right. And we do. And then we have other friends who have businesses, too. And I didn't go to college. My other friends graduated college, mm -hmm. UCs, stuff like that. Now, when I compare myself to them, oh, man. They're doing way better because they went to college because they can understand things a lot more, stuff like that. Yeah, because you know? they kind of like set you up and they kind of give you a foundation of like life lessons and things that you would learn when you had to start a business or how the economy works and how business works and marketing. Like that's what college is all about. It's yeah. about life lessons. Yeah, because when you're in high school, like I feel I feel like academics were so important and they kind of taught you the foundations for academics, like math, like trig, geometry, all these things. But I, you're like, what am yeah. I going to do with it? All the subjects and all the things that you learn, I feel like that's a waste of time. But the the teachings of how to do things is what is actually valuable. So even like you're saying in college, um, when you learn business stuff, it's not the business itself that you learn. It's like all the processes to get there. Right. And then now when you when you graduate, you take that mentality. And you're like, well, this is how I was structured in school and this is how I structure my business. And that's how you move forward. Right. You know, so it's like same thing in high school. It's like I don't care about all this math stuff. But when I do homework every day for an hour a day. 
it makes my life easier in the real world because now I'm doing other things for an hour a yeah. day. It's extra like, work. It's like learning the foundations. And I feel like with high school, it's basically trying to um, get you exposed to all the different things out there. And, and you kind of tap into every category like lightly and then maybe figuring out what your passion is. What did you ask me the other day about Enzo? He says something about like he had a, you know, we're, we're living in an area where there's like, uh, we're not used to this, right? Yeah. Like people have a little more money in this area. Right. So, uh, so the other day we were having a conversation with our son Enzo and he was just like, you know, my friend, he's three, by the way. Okay. Uh, he's like, my friend, he, he told me that he has a dirt bike. So now I want a dirt bike. And I'm like, dude, you're three years old. Like, why would you want a dirt bike? That's not even something I've thought about, like even in my teens. Yeah, I was like, do you even know what a dirt bike is? But um, I think what I was trying to get to with that is like, you know, you asked me something about me growing up around rich kids. Yeah, I asked if it made you feel like you were out of place or if you felt like envious because, you know, there are obviously people who have like a whole ton of money and you can obviously see that. Um given the area. So I just, I kind of wanted to get an idea of how you felt growing up with that because, you know. I've, I feel both. Okay. And I guess the con of that is I'm kicking myself in the ass every day. So I went to um, an Asian high school, uh, Arcadia High School. And, you know, it's, it's a rich area because everyone who lives around there is like, two to three million dollar homes. Yeah. Right? And I was living oh, yeah. like on the boundary of Arcadia and Almani where my home was like less than a mil. Right. So I had like the small home. Uh, we had to build out more for more space, stuff like that. And then you have friends who are like two story mansions and, you know, things like that. And it's crazy. So, you know, every group of friends that you have in that high school is like, everyone has money. Oh, I yeah. I just moved to this area. <laughs> from somewhere else right. so i was like shocked so having those people in my circle i was always like damn dude like i need to keep up it was almost like crazy rich asian status in a sense kind of i mean crazy rich asian is like a whole nother level right but, but i within guess within our little bubble that was a crazy crazy rich asian yes and i was like uh or like Bling Empire you know and oh like, yeah you yes know, Bling there's, Empire there's like yes, uh, that's there's what like, I meant there's like Kevin who didn't have money and everyone else in the group had money. Right. So I was the Kevin. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so... I feel that. Now it's like... Now you see Kevin who's very successful and like he's got a, a new drink product and other businesses probably. And that's where I'm at, right? Yeah. So it's like without the rich friend group, I don't know if I would have these businesses or the have opportunities. the... Or even have this like fire in me where it's like i need to do better and do more to catch up to everybody else that i know mm, so you know? it kind of motivated you to want to get to that level it did but it's like the fire's still lit and i'm tired <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like it's like i don't know it's like a cash 22 mm. so it's so, like it's having that i don't know so is it a good or a bad thing to have our kid live in a rich neighborhood um you know what I mean? I don't know. And I think that's what I was trying to get to when I was asking you about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up around that. Uh, where we, I mean, I grew up in Almani. I like literally have been growing up in the hood my whole life. So um, I was used to people like being in the middle class. And not, if there were any people who were rich, like it wasn't like flaunted out there maybe or maybe it was just like something that i never paid attention to because i never thought about like the luxury cars or all the things that they had um and maybe it was like little things like oh my gosh they have so many toys oh they have all these like pencil boxes you know stuff like that but it, it was never a factor for me so that's why i asked you because i, I want to prepare the kids if they're going to be in a better neighborhood out here um like are they going to be okay? You know, I think they'll be fine. It's just, we need to help them more. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I think it's getting them to understand that, um, yeah, there, there may be people who have more stuff than us who have more money, nicer cars, whatever the case might be. 
but that that's not something that they should focus on. Like that's not important. Right. Uh, well, no, I think to a certain school extent, school and college is important. I think money is important because with money you can start your businesses, right? And start your empires. So it's very important, I think. Well, of yeah. course it's important, but I don't want them growing up to feel like they need all this money. No, no, no. I'm not saying like that. I just mean like, don't waste five years of your like working from 16 to 21. Like that's money you should save instead of throwing it away on partying. Because yeah. now I'm 18. That's let's true. go party. I'm 21. Let's go party. No, 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 no. Yeah. Save, save your yes. money. Don't do that. Yes. Because you'll be in a lot of trouble when you're in your 30s. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to um, touch into. Like if they see, if they see friends that have dirt bikes and like all these extra material things, I don't want them to be like, this is what I want my life to be. I want them to know that it's great and they should be lucky if they have those things. But that's not something that you should focus on, like to have a good life. You know what? Life. I- I think uh, if I told Enzo, I said, show me your bank account. Now, if you don't spend any of that money for a year and and if you use it for some sort of investment, I will buy you a dirt bike. Mm. So that's kind of so you don't have to use your own money. That's kind of what we're doing in a sense. So we got the kids this uh this task chart right so basically they have a whole list of tasks that they have to complete and then with every task that they do for the day they get a star and then we're basically teaching them if you get 10 stars you get like shaved ice you get 20 stars you can get legos um but we're trying to also teach them like hey you got your 20 stars you can get this lego piece right here this 20 dollar one or you can save those 20 stars and reinvest it to getting another 20 stars and getting like a bigger prize, right? So right. I feel like it's kind of the same principle where we're kind of teaching kind of. them with like... Yeah, but <laughs> they haven't they haven't decided st- to invest yet. They just want to get their $20 Legos every week. And yeah, I'm like, cause they're- hold on, dude. <laughs> 40 stars will get you a bigger Lego. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they're toddlers. It's, it's so like, I don't um, blame them. I got that concept from the carnivals. You know, we go to carnival and like, it says two to four players and you get this like, little like teddy bear that nobody wants oh yeah and then it says uh five to eight players you get the medium size mm-hmm. right and then the large size it's like the coolest pokemon pikachu you've ever seen you're like i want that one right yeah and the only way to get it is either you play with a lot of people or you keep winning and then you upgrade until you get that one you combine all the little and prizes that's where i one. learned how to like that's where investment comes from yeah you know what i mean like it can start at that young of an age so I think uh, along with money that I think is important uh, in, in, you know, in the terms of what we spoke about, I think skills are probably the most important. Yes. Because you can have a degree or not, but if you don't have any skills, you can't do anything. Right. So I wish that actually I would have spent a lot more money on myself on learning new skills. That's mm. why you always say like, why do you do everything? I'm like, I just want to know how to do everything. You want to be the I jack die. of all trades, yeah. I don't want to be the jack of all trades. <laughs> you kind of I are. don't. <laughs> I just I want to build my own fireplace so I can save money and also be like, yes, I know how to do that. Right. So I know how to build a house if I need to build a house. Right. Um uh, I've told you that I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle. Mm, I, I mean, I always right? did too. And then you're like, no, you can't get a motorcycle because we have kids. Yeah. Right. But do you know why I want a motorcycle? In case the world ends and we need to survive and we need to get somewhere. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So let's say the world is like end of the world, right? And there's like cars on fire, mountains on fire, buildings are all collapsed, and then the cars don't work. Oh, but man. there's a motorcycle and there's some keys in the motorcycle. And you don't know how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's just like the the situation that happened in Maui, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's say all the motorcycles are now burned up and there's a plane over there. Do you You know how to fly that plane to get out of here? Yeah. I want to learn how to fly a plane in case something like that happens. What if we are in a World War III and we don't have the skills to fly a plane, ride a motorcycle, you know, I don't know. I feel so useless. 
I want to know how to do everything at least once. Maybe we should go take classes to learn how to ride a motorcycle then. Yeah, or a helicopter, you know? Yeah. I I feel like that's actually something that we can agree to do because I feel like I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle and to have one. But I think my parents always ingrained it in my mind. Like, you're not supposed to ride one. It's so dangerous. And every time we're driving, every time I never notice a motorcycle near me unless they pass by and they're so loud and they scare me. That's the only time. You know, I've always wanted a scooter. Just so at least that could be just so I know mm. how to get away. But that's like riding a bicycle. That's true. Do you need a permit to ride a scooter? Uh, not if it's under like a certain CC, which is like a speed for a bike. Oh, I see. I mean, that would still work too, though. I would be okay doing that. It would. But I think I want to know how to like change gears on a motorcycle, mm. how to turn, stuff like that. I don't know any of that. Yeah. That's why I tell you, it's like you got to you gotta get comfortable driving a, a manual stick drive car. I mean, I can, but you know, <laughs> like we gotta get ready to bone out, dude. If it's World War Three, that's true. If there's like, you know, if our community, like half the people died, and there's like thirty people left, and everyone's like, "Help, help me get into this helicopter." Do you know how to fly one? I'm like, "Yes, I can fly a helicopter." <laughs> oh, like, you know what I mean? I want to be that guy. I don't want to have all of us be like. Yeah, what are we going to do? There's so, no more food. Where do we go? So you want to be Tom Cruise? Shouldn't every man be Tom Cruise? <laughs> yes. Or else how the hell are we going to get food? <laughs> how are we going to survive? Okay, I guess it's time to create a bucket list then. Yeah, it's all survival mode stuff that I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Or I guess my mentality is for surviving. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense, actually. Right? Like, what if we went on an airplane ride and the plane went down? And we survived and we we're going through this like jungle, you know, and this jungle has like all these animals and we got to We're in the most dangerous situation and it's raining and stuff. And they're like, oh, is that a small plane? Does anyone know how to fly a small plane? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get or it. Like, you know, we're on a cruise and it's like, do you guys know how to drive this boat? Well, I mean, that's that's why we put the kids into jujitsu too, right? So that's a part of survival skills. <laughs> I think you're just getting way ahead. I'm and just talking about how to work <laughs> machines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, I feel like maybe that might be good for some good for us to do now. Like we're saying, we're talking about all these things that we've learned and we want to give advice to our younger selves. But I mean, this is actually good advice that we should giving ourselves yeah now. these are all life skills yeah so i always thought of getting my like uh, a pilot license mm -hmm. you know at the you know Almani has a san Diego airport yeah and uh i always wanted to learn how to fly there because they always had a banner on the fence learn to fly mm -hmm. so i wanted to get my license to fly planes but you know after you've seen videos on tiktok and youtube of like people going these little small planes and they start throwing up and you're like oh crap that's what it's like now i'm like i don't want to well, we went but, in a helicopter too, and I felt like I thought we were going to get nauseous from it, but we did okay. We did okay, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, to my younger self, learn more skills, spend the money to learn those skills, and invest in yourself. Yeah. So it's, it's like even if we weren't going to, you know, uh, ever use our pilot license, at least, hey, little aunt, you'd be getting a lot of girls right now. Or what he's trying to say is that it's just it's another skill to add to your list of things that you're that you've accomplished. Uh, and then and then you know I forgot to the other okay the the coolest reason why I wanted my pilot license is because I could take you out on dates across the U.S. Ooh. on the same day. We can so go maybe. fly to San Francisco and come back. I, we can go fly to New York and come back. I absolutely think that. We should do it. <laughs> then you're gonna be, and then we got to buy a plane. Yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, that's next on the goal. That's maybe that's what we're missing right now in our thirties. But I wouldn't buy a small plane because I don't want to throw up in that little small plane. You know what I'm talking about? Like the two seaters. That's what I'm talking about. This guy right here. Because <laughs> of the two seaters. <laughs> we got to start small and then. No. If you, you know. want to feel comfortable, you got to get a little jet. Then you won't feel sick from when it goes like this. If you catch wind in the little planes, like, oh then that's where you're like, Bruh. but if it's a jet going, yeah, that's what you want. 
And this is exactly <laughs> exactly a, what a, a picture of how our relationship is and, and how your mind goes from zero to a hundred, just like that. To me in a <laughs> nutshell, guys. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Love Arise podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, uh, Google, Castbox, iHeartRadio, uh, where we put one-hour episodes, six a.m. Wednesdays, once a week. We have these uploads and then we do our YouTube videos about uh, 20 minute videos that we put throughout the week. So I hope you guys have been enjoying this breakdown. Let us know where you listen to the podcast. Let us know if these life lessons have been helping you out and drop down in the comments what you guys think, uh, some advice you would give to your younger self. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.